It's February 28th and time for Social in Six. In the same fortnight that Dentsu, Publicis and WPP pledged to support advertising professionals in Ukraine, the news was also full of updates in the world of social. We'll be covering the six top stories today, including Meta's best practice for accurate ad conversions, Twitter's untagging test and Snap's mid-roll story ads. And as always, if this episode helps you out, let us know with a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. We sort of value things. It's like if everybody wants it, well, then it has value. I mean, what makes a Louis Vuitton purse have value? It's, it's just brown like leather purse. First on the agenda today, YouTube has shared more plans to integrate NFTs into the platform. Last month, YouTube's CEO explained in a letter to creators that it was interested in expanding its ecosystem to include NFTs. Now, it's unclear what form they'd take on the platform exactly, but we can assume a few things. The first thing being NFT's ability to boost its creator economy and keep them creating on YouTube. The company's chief product officer said it'd give them a verifiable way for fans to own unique videos, photos, art, and even experiences from their favorite creators. YouTube's also working on its own virtual metaverse-type projects, with the gaming sector being its first priority. Reports of the YouTubers have experienced their likeness being used without their permission in staggering numbers as they've been sold as NFTs on external marketplaces. No doubt, having the ability to sell unique tokens directly from their official channels would help deter bad actors from stealing their images and content. However, we're just not there yet with the development of Web 3.0. If they could sell from their own official channels, there'd be no confusion regarding the source of the NFTs themselves. Community building is fundamental to the creator experience on a platform like YouTube, so there's a strong use case for NFTs in strengthening that relationship and thus enticing more creators in. There are already loads of use cases that spring to mind here. Creator-made NFT membership tokens, for example, could grant loyal followers exclusive access to their favorite creators in enhanced ways such as meet and greets, product feedback loops, or bonus content. Next up, Snapchat's testing mid-roll ads in public creator stories. That's right, Snapchat creators can now enable mid-roll ads to run in their public stories, and they'll receive a share of the revenue generated from those ads. How much creators will earn from these ad placements will depend on a few factors, including how often they post public stories and how much their audience engages with them. This option is in beta testing right now with a select group of creators in the US, otherwise known as Snap Stars. But Snapchat says the ad placement will roll out fully later this year. Now, this is a big one, as it's the first time Snapchat creators can earn a cut from ad revenue generated by their own content. It's a bit of a win-win here, as for advertisers, mid-roll story ads provide higher view-through rates than a lot of other ad types on the platform, because creators' stories benefit from high engagement. As we're in beta tested at the moment with Snapstars as the very top creators, their profiles are high-value placement that can help brands and advertisers reach that creator's audience. If these snap stars have a content niche and that niche aligns with your brand and target audience, then this is really, really good news for you. In one corner, Apple CEO Tim Cook. In the other, the Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Now, Meta has shared best practice for the most accurate ad conversion rates. You'll be no strangers to Apple's ATT update or its changes to app tracking and transparency. Meta, of course, has spent the last several months trying to circumvent any issues this will cause its advertisers. 
In September last year, it was revealed that Apple's privacy changes meant that Meta was actually counting 15% fewer iOS web conversions than it should have been. Meta says this figure has now decreased to 8%. The reason it's been able to report these more accurate estimates? Advertisers adopting its recommended best practice. And fear not, we have those recommendations for you here. So firstly, integrate with Meta's conversions API. This relies on web conversion data sent directly to Meta from your server. So Meta doesn't need to rely on software like SitePixels. Number two, verify all domains. This ensures a proper account has authority to prioritize events and enables event measurement for opted out iOS users from associated web pages. Thirdly, align conversion events with business and campaign priorities by ensuring your most valuable goals are ranked first in Events Manager. Number four, give conversion optimized campaigns at least 72 hours before evaluating performance. They'll need a little time to breathe. And finally, for app conversion campaigns, use a 24 hour conversion window and optimize for your business objective. Looks like everyone's out of show. They haven't started yet. Let's go. Moving on to Snapchat, which has launched its version of SnapMap for events. Snapchat's Ticket Matcher feature, created in partnership with Ticketmaster, connects users to local events and concerts in their neighborhood across 20 countries. Users can browse Ticketmaster's catalogue of upcoming nearby events via the SnapMap, including comedy shows, music concerts and sports games. The feature supports in-app ticket purchases, and users can also invite their friends to join them through Snapchat stickers. This comes in addition to Ticket Match Mini, a Snapchat widget that recommends events to Snapchatters based on their preferences. Yeah, Ticket Match is Snapchat's first ever partnered map layer and could see a host of brands looking to partner with Snapchat in order to find relevant people to attend to their events. Let's have a think about additional use cases away from concerts then. Restaurants, food delivery and retail brands could all have their own specific Snap Maps with in-app purchases enabled. Hit up the Snap Map, see which restaurants are around you and available for takeaway, scan the menu and then buy in-app. That's a really nice proposition for snappers. Fam, don't at me. If you're gonna chat shit, don't at me. Fall back a little bit, don't at me. I am not having it, don't at me. Next up, Twitter might be testing a feature to let you untag yourself in threads. Now, I'm not saying I made this happen, but I did recently tweet that Twitter should bring out this feature because it's long, long overdue. But the reports suggest that the platform is indeed working on a tool that lets you untag yourself from threads and conversations. Your Twitter username would stay displayed in the thread, but Twitter will untag your live handle from the original tweet and all the replies. Importantly, you won't receive notifications from random people who've decided to at you. Yeah, Eve wants this feature. She's constantly going viral and on the end of it, inevitable thread spam. Anyway, Twitter's still working on giving users control over conversations. And that includes being able to leave them if you don't want to be involved. Right now, you can simply mute people who keep on tagging you, which means you won't see any of their tweets at all. Although it doesn't mean you can mute the conversation so others can still pop up in your mentions. That's not a great fix for the problem. From a brand point of view, if someone tags your brand in something irrelevant and then a million people jump on to engage, you're getting notified all day, drowning out things you actually need to see in your mentions. Alternatively, if you mute a user for spamming, but then they actually tweet something sensible down the line that could help your brand, you won't actually be able to see it as they're muted from the feed. At the top of your newsfeed, you can toggle from stories to reels to see all the recent reels shared for you to peruse through. And finally, Facebook Reels is now available globally. Yes, after a US-only launch last October, Facebook Reels is now available to users in over 150 countries. Reels on Facebook functions pretty much identically to Reels on Instagram, with remix, recommended Reels, sharing to Facebook stories, and video clipping tools all available as features on the Facebook version. 
Opportunities for monetization on Facebook Reels will also roll out to more countries in the coming weeks, including overlay and full-screen immersive ads, stars, and an expanded Reels Play bonus program. You can find Facebook Reels in feed, groups, and in watch. Now, Meta says watching video makes up half of all time spent on Facebook and Instagram. Zuck himself continues to reinforce that Reels is a number one focus, so much so he doubled down in his recent post for investors following Q4 2020. TikTok's popularity is partly to blame for that, and Meta is answering with its similar product. We know brands love IG Reels, that's a given. The success and reach of them has been invaluable, and if Facebook works for your brand, then this is mega news for you. Facebook's also testing cross-posting for Instagram and Facebook Reels too, doubling your audience. More good news. Like any new feature, Facebook's promised to promote Reels for discoverability and brands can run Facebook Reels ads to boost them too. As I always say, if the new feature works for your brand, then get testing. Platforms are always over-generous with new features in terms of reach and discoverability, so you'll get some real value by being an early adopter. Think of it as a platform sale. Buy one, get one free on Reach. Well, another really busy two weeks as usual. And since we've just finished off talking about Facebook Reels, let's jump in and talk a bit about that. Um, Now, obviously, we mentioned Q4 2020 results for Facebook there, where we saw its stock dropped quite a lot. And that has, in part, been down to TikTok's popularity. But it feels to me like Facebook is putting all of its eggs in Reels basket. Now, obviously, on the brand side of things, like we touched on, If Instagram Reels has been working really well for you, but you're maybe more of a Facebook type brand or your page continues to be uh, fruitful or you've got a really good group there, this could be a really handy feature for you, definitely. And uh, echoing what Cal said there about discoverability, it will reward you with reach. Yeah, whenever a platform says that they're going to, or they promise to promote Reels for discoverability, then just, just please get on it. Like I said, you know, with any new feature, typically um, they'll get boosted up algorithms anyway. But like I said, it's so overtly a winner, this one, because it's come directly from Meta itself. So yeah, get yourself on board, get testing, uh, see what works for you. And as Eve said, if if Reels are something you'd be doing on Insta anyway, it's a no-brainer because you can just translate that across to Facebook itself. Yeah, with the cross-promoting feature as well. I think even if Reels isn't enough to save uh, Facebook's like stock performance in you know comparison to TikTok on like a more grassroots level for the brands and advertisers um, on the platform it's going to be really beneficial to you so don't be don't be deterred but let's talk ab- as well about Snapchat story ads yeah. um, because this mid-roll feature I think is quite an exciting one and one that I mean over the last few months I'd say maybe up to a year um, we've been seeing Snap really build out its suite of uh, advertising products. And you know, until recently, a lot of brand complaints that we heard with it, Snapchat didn't have that full suite of direct response products. Um, but really, with all this new stuff they've been launching, that's no longer true. Yeah, we actually rarely see uh, features that benefit both advertisers and creators at the same time. This one, I feel like it does. Obviously, you've got the creators there earning ad revenue through these, or a cut of that, should I say. And then the advertisers themselves, because this is being trialed at the moment with the Snap Stars, have got huge reach and mm. huge engagement. And if you can get yourself um, on board with one of the Snap Stars, and, they, and like I say, that niche works for you, are brilliant for advertisers. Mm, it's almost like a fast track to like a paid partnership, isn't yeah. it? Where you don't have to reach out to that talent individually, their agency. It's like facilitated for you by the platform and they'll make sure that your ad's placed in the most relevant spot. 
Um, and yeah, with the attention that these creators have on their content, their stories, it's sort of a no-brainer as to like how valuable that will be. Mm. I have no doubt because of that, it's probably going to be a bit pricey. But as we mentioned there, the view-through rate is going to be a lot higher um, than elsewhere. Yeah, I think, um, like I say, advertisers will benefit, creators will benefit. So, so maybe the viewers and the users who will find this one maybe slightly mm. annoying. Obviously, no one likes mid-roll. I, I hate pre-roll personally. I'm sort of used to them by now. Yeah, you know, you go bit... on Twitter and like you just uh, for me personally, you know, like watching like a BT Sport uh, highlights package of a game. For example, I know I've got to sit and watch a Nissan car advert. It's only six yeah, seconds, yeah. but I just hate it. It actually makes me hate Nissan. Yeah. So don't you think that though? Because sorry, I Nissan. had a vendetta. Sorry, HelloFresh. I had a vendetta against HelloFresh because they're on every single mm. YouTube video I watch. But guess who got a subscription the other week? Well, I'm fueled so, by hatred. I'll be, I'll be in the Nissan the Gary's sale. next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works. Maybe not over the long term. Um, but fun fact for you about Snapchat: for any naysayers who might be listening, eighty percent of their audience is over eighteen. So if you think that you are reaching just kids, you aren't. Uh, it would definitely be worth a go. And uh, we've spoken to Snapchat in the past, so we know using their full suite of advertising products for one big integrated campaign is one of the most effective ways you can advertise on that channel um, instead of just looking at each feature individually. Um, see what you can do with that sort of mixed bag of, of stuff. Absolutely. Get yourself out there, get tested, get played around with Snap and see how it goes. We'll be back next Monday with our interview episode with Orlando Wood, the author of Lemon and Lookout, two books made in partnership with the IPA. And he'll be teaching us all about creative advertising effectiveness. Yeah, speaking of books, you're going to want to make sure you're making notes for this one. I learned so much with Orlando. He's such a knowledgeable guy. And even just like the psychology and some of his, uh, some of his analysis was brilliant. So yeah, look forward to that one and we'll see you there.